Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, yes, indeedy duty, it is the WCHL podcast. I am Christopher Perry, the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and on the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world. He is the lead ice technician extraordinaire at the Blazers Ice Center, the general manager for the University of Oklahoma Hockey Club, and the lead pom-pom cheerleader for OU Hockey, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the peeps. Yo, yo, yo. Andrew, we're doing this on an afternoon. We're not doing this in the evening. What is up with that? How about that? I'm sitting here in my office with the blinds open, my sunglasses on because it's so bright in here. For what a, what a time it is, right? What a time to be alive. We have, we, Oklahoma has once again shut down because of a sleet and ice storm. And uh, I don't know about you, Andrew, at, at Casa de Majorkirth, but uh, down here at uh, Commissioner's Corner, we've got like a somewhere around three quarters of an inch of just pure sleet. Yeah, we I, I, we're probably pushing an inch at my house of, of sleet right here. We're right in this whole band that we're in. Yeah, and it's, then then it switched over. It was freezing rain for a little bit. I mean, it was it was nasty this morning. Yep, and then we got a little bit of snow flurries, and then uh, I, I don't want this to turn in the weather podcast. There's enough of those nerdy type things out there, but <laughs> yes. we're supposed to get a whole bunch of uh, another round of ice and freezing rain tonight and tomorrow morning. So uh, we took full advantage of it, and we're doing a silly, stupid hockey podcast in the afternoon. Yes, we are. Here we are, bright and early. Lucky us. We The original plan... I mean, come on, ACHA, you kind of screwed us over here. Yeah, get your stuff together. I mean, we had originally planned to do this podcast last night on Tuesday because we knew that the Nationals uh, information was going to come out on Wednesday, and then we could do another podcast on Thursday. So we could do a Tuesday podcast talking about the week that was and kind of go hem and haw about... Will certain teams make it? Who's going to make it? Blah, blah, blah. Then we actually, Wednesday, we get the information. And then Thursday, we can react to the information. Um, so we had two podcasts planned, but unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, the ACHA yeah, yeah. got the information to us on Monday night. <laughs> so, and, here, and here we are. Now we're just down to one podcast. One crappy podcast. So I, listeners, be grateful to the ACHA. They saved you from enduring two, two separate episodes of uh, Andrew and me jibber-jabbering on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they got me. Trust me, when I got the uh, the rankings on Monday night, I was and I got told to do the release so that we can make the phone calls on Tuesday morning. I was like, hmm, yeah. There, there goes our podcast plans. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> you know what? Hey, Andrew, come on. We're we are a professional hockey podcast here. <laughs> yeah, we are. I, I have that. See, I have that right there. To be per, to be professional, we'd have to be hockey guys first. Oh shit! I almost so. said, I almost said a bad word. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get after it. We'll blow through the, uh, the the week that was really quick. Yes, Andrew. First off, we have to we have to take a couple of lashes because we predicted 
that when George Mason went to Arizona State on Thursday night last week, that Arizona State would blow them out of the water. Yes, we predicted a plus 12 goal differential. I mean, it, it was plus 10, yes, double digits. It was supposed to be ugly, and it was ugly. It got ugly, yeah. But it was not what we thought it was going to be. Um, uh, Arizona State wins 9-4 to over George Mason and uh, totally, totally, totally just screws over our uh, over-under. Do not take Andrew and, or I to the casinos, to the sports that, books. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, the, uh, yeah, it was yeah. it was un, it was kind of lackluster. What I, what I found amazing out of this whole thing was George Mason scores uh, four goals, and they only had 12 shots in the entire game. So Yeah, and Arizona State have, had to pull the poor goaltender yes. after the fourth goal. Yes. Yeah. Yikes. Look out, right? Yeah. I mean, Arizona State was, you know, what? They scored seven goals or eight goals in the first two periods. And they allowed some, uh, they allowed three goals, one in the second and two in the third to kind of make the make the game a little bit closer than it actually, than it should have been. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was 3-1 after first. So that was squeaky bum time. And yeah. Then they, and then uh, it was 8-2. to two. Yep. Came out, had a big second period there, right? And then kind of backed off in the third. And- yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I had gotten I had sold the house and everything. I was ready to, you know, go ahead and uh, bet the farm that we're going to yep. get our plus ten in there. But no luck. Bam! Here we go. Yeah. So then, uh, then and and then George to to uh, you know we talked about this last week. George Mason, what a terrible decision that was to fly. Oh. They spent all that money to go to the desert. They played one game against a D one team. That's the only game that counts. Then they played two more games against a Division II team, and I know Andrew, you probably didn't pay attention or don't care, but they, they lost, lost. They lost both they, of those. They lost both of them. Yeah, they went zero for three. On <laughs> oh, what a what a terrible waste of money for George uh, Mason. Yeah, at least they went to the desert, though. Yeah, well, of course. Now they had to fly back to Washington D.C. or wherever the heck it is. So. They, ugh, yeah. Hey, after taking care of uh, George Mason on Thursday night, Arizona State went down to Tucson to take out. Or to take on, I should say, uh, Arizona in the last games of the season down there at the Tucson Convention Center. And as it turns out, Arizona State wins both of the games, although they were both they both went past regulation. So in the eyes of the computer, yeah. they're both ties. You know, I thought uh, going into this after when I looked at Friday night score sheet, I was like, man, Arizona, they must have been listening to the podcast because they're going to shut us up. And yeah, they came out and scored. Five goals on Friday night. Isn't that the truth? I think, according to last week, I think that's maybe their their highest total all season, all season or tied maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then the regular Arizona shows back up on Saturday. <laughs> well, how, how about this? Um, I know that uh, uh, ASU scores. Um, that that Friday night game was was a fun game to watch. It went back and forth and back and forth, and overtime was just insane because it it too went back and forth. There was lots of scoring chances. A couple of crossbars got hit, and uh, unfortunately for Arizona, they had three guys out there that were on a you know in overtime you do the um, it's the long shift. Everybody switches ends. Yep. And they had one boy, I want to say it was uh, our, our favorite defenseman, number nine, Timor. He had lost his stick. And so two of the three guys are out there with sticks, another one's not. And they're, it's already at a long shift. And you can tell they're dog, dog, dog tired. 
And then a second guy lost his stick. And oh. ASU kept the puck in, and it uh, they they got the puck over to uh, Clayton Lackey, who was over in the uh, left-hand circle, and he just... He had two guys without sticks. All three of the U of A guys are just tired. It was a long, long, long shift. Lackey pots net. He gets the uh, the game-winning goal in overtime. The place goes nutty. And Arizona, uh, the, the three guys on Arizona, they just dropped where they fell right there on the ice. I mean, dropped yeah. where they were. They were just so whipped and so beat. And it wasn't because they allowed the winning goal it was because they were so freaking tired yeah couldn't get off the ice and that's you know that's 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 part that's part of the reason why overtime does what it does in terms of switching yeah. ends yep right so uh so yeah asu wins that game and then uh, then they come back the next day yeah we get 11 goals in that friday night game so you're expecting yeah, the saturday that. afternoon affair yeah, to be more, a, more another fireworks right yeah no it's a one-to-one game yeah not so much yeah and then asu has to uh, they have to tie it or they have to score the the winning goal with um, well I guess they got it kind of early I was gonna say I thought they got it late but it was I just know that it was one to one and everybody had a lot of chances and uh, especially uh, ASU in the in overtime they had lots of chances to put it away it goes to a shootout and ASU wins the shootout two to one in three rounds the regulation if you will in the regulation shootout. So Arizona state sweeps the weekend. How about that? I think we called a split on that. Didn't we? You did. You did indeed. You did indeed. Now, again, in the eyes of the computer, those things go in as a, as, as ties, both of them as ties. So, um, it doesn't really help. And we'll find out later on that it doesn't really help either Arizona or Arizona state, you know, uh, both in order for those games to have any sort of impact, they needed to win and win decisively. And we talked about how that probably wasn't going to happen. It's a rivalry series. So, how about that? Yep, crazy. How hey, about that eleven goals to eleven goals to two goals. I mean, yeah, just insane. Uh, 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 yeah, not good, <laughs> not good. Hey, up the road, Grand Canyon went to uh, Nevada, Las Vegas, and boy, they uh, they they. I think they put a scare in Nevada, Las Vegas. There. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, right? Nevada, Las Vegas wins on Friday night, three to two. I think that was an eye opener of a uh, score. Kind of expecting number four to run number twenty eight out of the building. Yeah, totally right. And it didn't happen. GCU hung in there, and then uh, yeah, the next night, Las Vegas got a little bit of separation, but it was still a three to two game after two periods. Las Vegas gets three goals in the third period to make it uh, a six to three final. The uh, I tell you, we've we've beat this dead horse all season long, but those bottom teams in the league, you don't want to overlook them because they're scrappy, right? They are. Every 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 freaking one of them, right? Yep. Colorado's Grand Canyon, it's in Oklahoma. Though. I mean, they're all scrappy. They make you work for it. They make you that's work. Right. That's for that's sure. Right. So Grand Canyon, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's some uh, some knucklehead stuff there at the end of. Uh, at the end of the game, they're in game two, and um, but uh, yeah, Green Caden goes in and puts a little bit of uh, fright into UNLV on the weekend. Yeah, I mean it was it was close to everything except for that third period on Saturday, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, Mister. I mean, these, these were close games all the way across the board. Mister. Kasabowski comes through again for uh, for Grand Canyon in terms of keeping it close. They just can't get him over the hump. And uh, yeah, if if they could get some more goals, you know they could uh, they could turn around. But hey, they're getting there. It takes a while. It takes a while. They're get, yep, it's not done overnight, right? 
Yep, and credit to UNLV for uh, hanging in there and getting those late third period goals. They scored one in the uh, on Friday nights in the third. Scored three on Friday night in the uh, on Saturday to put the game away. So, uh, you know. <laughs> They weren't expecting a challenge, but they got one. They got one. They got one. They and were. They, they they were yep. That was because they're uh, spirited affairs, right? Both of them. So. <laughs> spirited affairs is right, to, to say the least. That was that's kind of the theme for the weekend here, a little bit, right? Well, yeah, and let's let's go to your games because you you had uh, Central Oklahoma and Oklahoma played a home and home series to fun, yep. to end their regular season, and those games were spirited affairs. Yes, they were. On uh, Friday night at the Blazers Ice Center, um, it was a 5-1 to one victory for UCO. We always talked about this, how UCO always plays better at your place, and Oklahoma always p- plays better up at uh, UCO's place. Yeah, and I mean, that was kind of indicative of this weekend, too. You know, the scores don't show it, but that's kind of kind of what happened again, right? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. I mean, UCO wins 5-1 to one down at OU's rank, and then uh, up the next night at, at Arctic Edge, UCO won that game four to nothing, but it was a uh, two to nothing game for about uh, what uh, two and a half periods. Yeah, it was, it was late yeah, it was, with five minutes to go or so before UCO gets two two quick goals and makes it yep. a four to nothing game. Yeah, it was it was a little bit closer, right? And then they uh, then that third period they came out and just got two quick ones, and that was about it, right? Yep, yep. So. Uh, UCO takes care of business, cements their uh, their their lead at the top of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and they went six and zero against Oklahoma on the season. They won all six games that they played. In spirited affairs, we had some uh, shenanigans yes, on Friday did. night. It was a it was a nice quiet game until the third period, and then it seemed like uh, everybody lost their mind. Yep, there for what about oh, what was it about. Three minutes, four minutes in the third period that everybody kind of lost their minds a little bit. Yep, had to ish out some uh, dish out some DQs, which was no fun. But at least they happened on the uh, game the the next to last game of the season. Yeah, where you could where you could kill them off a little bit on the next on the next game, right? Yep, and then the uh, the next game, the very last game, everybody I think was uh, expecting another nuclear fiasco, and luckily it didn't turn into that. So uh, yeah. yeah, cooler cooler heads prevailed on Saturday, and. Uh, yeah, I think for the most part, start to finish, it was a pretty, pretty evenly evenly matched game, right? I mean, both teams played very well. Nothing, nothing too dirty, other than just the typical, you know, rivalry game stuff that you have going on in there. But I thought there, I thought Saturday night's game was a very, very well played game, in my opinion. I thought it was well played by both uh, both teams, and it was a well officiated game. And I, I say yes. that because it was the first time I've been to Central Oklahoma this year, so. Yes, the the officiating stepped up and did a good job. The uh, yeah, kudos kudos to everybody around. That's right, that's right. The big thing that stood out to me on uh, on Saturday night, Andrew, was Oklahoma had some lost opportunities. They went O for the power play. Yes, I think they had seven or eight opportunities and uh, just didn't make it happen when they had the chance. They even had a five on three. I thought at one point and couldn't yeah, get anything yeah, that, going on it. Yeah, that the special teams has been the Achilles heel for Oklahoma this year for sure. Yep. All right. Well, then, uh, then we had two more affairs, both up in uh, Colorado. Missouri State goes to Colorado, 
And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, Andrew, this is just kind of what we're talking about with Grand Canyon, just what we're talking about with Oklahoma. You expect Missouri State, number eight or nine in the nation, to go in and just wipe the floor with Colorado. And instead, man, they got a little bit of a, a pucker up time there. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They won, what, two to one Friday night? And then three to one Saturday. I mean, Colorado, Colorado beat Missouri State at Missouri State. Granted, it was a shootout, but they beat them. They still beat them. That's right. And, um, yeah, so we should have known that it wasn't going to be a laydown, um, even though Missouri State's going to Nationals, Colorado wasn't. But, um, wow, yeah, those scores, yeah. They, those were eye-openers that Colorado still had an awful lot of fight in them. Kudos yes. to those guys. Yeah, no, great job with them. And we knew those were going to be close games going into it for sure. Well, yeah, I think you called that one too. I think I did. Yeah. I think I did. So uh, Missouri State goes up, takes care of business, and um, you know, good good for those guys. They were, um, I know they've been kind of hurting. And if you listen to them, if you talk to them, they'll they'll tell you, hey, you know, we've had some changes at the change of the semester that kind of affected the the chemistry of the team. Yep. And they're still trying to find themselves, but um, you know, uh, I think some some. Some adversity, and I'm not going to say a loss, but some adversity that you prevail on late in the season. Goes a long way. Yeah, I think it will help them. I think it will help them. Now, and to their credit, they didn't, both of those teams didn't, you know, didn't, there was no, there was only minor penalties in both of those games. So yeah, they, did. they, they played hockey. They played yeah. hockey is what I'm getting at. They Nobody decided to be a tough guy and go all WWE and get thrown out of a game with a misconduct or do something stupid. So, uh, good, two great, good hockey games. Yep. Uh, up there. Props to uh, props to Missouri State for bringing their broadcaster up there so they can actually broadcast the <laughs> see, games from Colorado. See, so you can see the games, yep. I thought that was uh, pretty slick, and it was uh, kind of indicative of the ACHA. It was an all-hands-on-deck affair because their broadcaster, Steve Casson, was uh, on the mic, and their general manager was uh, a cameraman. Nice. Yep, and he was also their their color guy, and they also brought on their founder, Stan Melton, uh, listener number twelve for here at oh the boy. WCHL podcast. Oh boy, he got to get on there for a little bit and uh, do some. Uh, I don't know if he did any camera work, but I know for sure he did some color commentary. Well, how about that? The the GMs and the founders of the team stepping up. How about that? That's pretty. It was it was oh. it was really really good, and. Um, oh. Those GMs, they're the backbone of these things, aren't they? <laughs> oh, what's your title again with, with yeah, Oyaki? Yeah. Remind yeah, me. I'm just the I'm just the ice guy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so Missouri State goes up and takes care of business, and then uh, then we get to the game or the series that we're kind of all kind of all paying attention to. Uh, I think everybody kind of had this one earmarked, didn't they? Utah at Colorado State. Utah's on the brink of making it to nationals. They were ranked number twenty, and um, if they win both games and they win decisively, they will have completed a uh, no. They would have completed what six games. They would have won five of them, um, and one of them was would have gone to a tie. That would have been the Oklahoma game that went to a shootout uh, that Oklahoma won. But otherwise, they took care of two against Grand Canyon. They would have taken care against uh, Oklahoma, the one that they needed, a big win, eight to two. And so they were needing some big wins against Colorado State in order to kind of give themselves a chance to go to nationals. And lo and behold, on Friday night, up at uh, the Epic. Uh, Adora Pool and Ice Center, Colorado State, 
comes from behind and wins the game seven to five with an empty net goal. How about that? Tito, Tito Moreno, four points on the night, Friday night. Until the captain, senior, um, he's one of the guys, Andrew, in those pictures that's holding on to a chicken. Yes, he is. Um, is. I'm telling you, they, uh, they, I think they popped Utah's balloon and it was, uh, Utah gives Utah some credit because Colorado state got up on them big. Yes, they did. They got up on them big. It was three to nothing after the first period, and you're just watching, going, Whoa, "What? What? What just Whoa, happened?" Yeah, yeah. And to to Utah's credit, they fought back and they tied the game at five five. And they're, they're down what four four to one at one point. I mean, uh, yeah. Holy smokes! They, they fought back. I don't know what Coach Feeney from Utah said or did. Um, I presume he read them the riot act. Um, gave him the old hairdryer treatment at some point in the uh, in the intermission. Uh, but the the game was tied five five, and then uh, uh, in the I mean, like two or three minutes after Utah scored, and it's kind of the way it goes. You've seen it happen in basketball. We've seen it in hockey. You you climb, you fight so hard to climb that hill to tie the game up, and you kind of relax and you let down, and the team that allowed you to get back into the game then scores and takes back all the momentum and that's what yeah. happened here utah fought and fought and fought and got back to five to five and they went to take yeah. a deep breath and yeah. colorado and, state scored yeah and then tito moreno says no 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 <laughs> not not so fast here boys right? yeah and then they scored a uh, an empty net goal with yep. a minute to go i know that they utah pulled the goaltender to try to get something to happen and it just didn't happen and man the party was on at epic <laughs> seven to five was the uh, final score on friday night and then yeah, you good for good for them yeah i mean good good it's a uh, that was their senior night um so they were celebrating uh, on friday night a day early and it was a good thing that they got a win on senior night because the next night utah came ready to play and um they yep, just they thumped them five to one yeah, but it was still a close game, right? Tied at, tied at one after one, two to one after two. Yep. And then Utah come out in the third, had a shorty, and then uh, pumped in another two goals to get them five to one. So yeah, yeah, and their hopes for for nationals were probably gone, but at least they won or they went. They ended the season on a high note. Yep. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, Utah needed two wins. They only got one, and it kind of I think that sunk their ship. Yeah, there's no doubt, and that kind of. You know that kind of fits into our uh, our mold of what we were talking about all season with these teams in the bottom four of the league, the two Colorados and Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and myself. You know they're scrappy. They come in, take out Utah, right? National bound team. They take them out, dash those dreams. So that they did, that they did. So hey, with all those games complete, our Western Collegiate Hockey League season is final. We have final standings. All ten teams played twenty games, Andrew. COVID, Omicron, Delta, and all. We got in all 20 games. No yeah. conference games were canceled or rescheduled, which is awesome. That, that's that's pretty amazing, isn't it? The, uh, yeah. Everything going on. I think I think all teams, I think pretty much almost every team had a cancel, cancellation of some sort, didn't they? They had a cancellation, but it didn't affect any conference games. Yeah, no, no yeah, out of conference games. I think almost all 10 of them had a cancellation of some sort if i'm not mistaken yep yep at some point some somewhere yeah there was some cancellations i think but uh, getting the getting the cards 
to a line and all that to get all 20 in that's that's pretty amazing isn't it we got lucky we got lucky the at the final standing central oklahoma finished in first place with 54 points missouri state and nevada las vegas tied in second place for 46 points but missouri state takes the tiebreaker the tiebreaker was most conference wins and missouri state had 15 nevada las vegas had 13 so even though they had the same number of points missouri state is in officially in second place due to the tiebreaker Arizona finished in fourth place. Then we had another tie um, in fifth place. Utah and Arizona State tied. And again, the tie was broken by most conference wins. And uh, so Utah finishes in fifth place. Arizona State finishes in sixth place because Utah had nine conference wins to Arizona State seven. Then we had Colorado in seventh place. Colorado State and Grand Canyon tied. uh, But Colorado State comes in in eighth place. And uh, they both tied, they had the same amount of uh, conference wins. So we had to go to the next tiebreaker, which is goal differential in conference games. Oh, boy. And, Co- and Colorado State uh, had that. They had their goal differential was 41, and um, Grand Canyon's was 51. There you go. And then Oklahoma uh, finishes up in 10th place. So uh, Central <laughs> Central Oklahoma won the uh, WCHL, the Champions Trophy. That was presented to them on Saturday night after the game. Yes, it was. And uh, Andrew, thank you for your help in repairing that. <laughs> You're more than welcome. Thanks, thanks to Andrew and Sean and JB Weld. Um, we had a uh, we had a cup to present. So, and I think it held up pretty well. I saw it in a lot of pictures on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it it did help. All I wanted to do, honestly, was get it to the uh, get it to the guys. Yeah, and. Um, so you know, after the game, they all lined up, and um, to to the to your to the credit of some of your team, I know that um, the team had asked for us to wait until the game was over and until yeah. uh, you guys had had an opportunity to leave the ice because they didn't want to. A lot of them didn't want to be around, especially some of the staff, and which is understandable. But um, to their credit, I'd say about half your team stayed there on the yep. ice and uh, saluted the champions. Yep, and um, yeah, they they. All four, the cap, the captain and the three alternate captains came over, and uh, we took a quick picture, really quick. And I just said to them, I said, "All right, boys, uh, this is well deserved, but um, uh, the the handles on this thing suck. So, uh, <laughs> you know, grip it by the bottom and the top, and have an awful lot of fun with it." Yep, and let her rip. Let her rip. And I handed it off, and I got off that ice, and uh, it was a done deal. So, I was glad to glad glad to uh, glad to. Uh, that we have another champion. I was glad to have completed the season. How about that? Yes. And glad we got to hand the cup out to somebody because it had been, uh, you know, last year was just a bummer. Nobody played. Yeah. yeah. Nobody played. It, it stunk. It stunk is right. Yeah, it stunk. All right, Andrew. So there we go. The WCHL season is done and dusted. Um, any final thoughts there before we move on to rankings, nationals, and all that jazz? Oh. Uh, thank God it's over with. <laughs> <laughs> thank God it's over with is right. How about, how about that for a statement? <laughs> All right. Hold on for a quick second. Let's listen to, uh, we'll bring back a golden oldie and then we'll uh, come back and talk rankings, nationals, and uh, some good stuff. Hold on. There you go. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is um, like that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And um, there's a penalty for that. Yeah, 
uh, and for a trip also, you know, oh. like that, and mm -hmm. for hook like this, and uh, for spear, you know, like that, mm -hmm. all bad. Bad. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, mm -hmm. and then you get free. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey, Chance. Let's do it. All right, the final ranking or the second to last, the, the, the ranking that matters, the ranking that determines who's going to nationals and who doesn't, that came out on Tuesday. It came out a day early. As we said at the top, the ACHA surprised us and said it usually comes out Wednesdays at noon Eastern, but um, it came out uh, yesterday. At noon on Tuesday. And so we now know who's going to nationals and who isn't. And let's see here. We had six teams from the WCHL in the top 25. Yes, we did. Number four is Nevada, Las Vegas. The Western Collegiate League champion, uh, Central Oklahoma, is number six. Missouri State's number 10. Arizona's number 16. Utah, number 20. And Arizona State, number 21. Not and too shabby. Not too shabby for a little conference out west. And then, uh, let's see, Grand Canyon finished 27th in the computer, Colorado 30th, Oklahoma 38th, and Colorado State 40th. And so uh, what that means, let's, well, here, um, Linda Wood was the number one team, Minot State stayed number two. They, they've been number one and two for most of the season, huh? Yeah, they've, yeah, they've been bouncing back and forth, right? Yeah, especially since the computer took over. Um, I think Adrian was number one in the voting until the computer took over, then Linda Wood jumped up there. And then uh, Iowa State and Liberty flip-flopped. Iowa State is now three. Nevada, Las Vegas stayed at four. And then Liberty uh, dropped from three to five. I think that's the second week in a row that those two have flip-flopped. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Isn't that yeah. wild? Yeah. Huh. Anyways, uh, so, hey, we now know who's going to nationals and who isn't. And oh, baby. It's kind of, we talked about this last week. There were three, we knew five of the eight auto bids that were out there. But the three, there were three others, and they were going to go to playoff champions. And we had, we were all hoping for chalk, because Navy was one of the five auto bids that we knew was out there, and they were ranked like number thirty-five or thirty-six. Yep. So they were going to, they were going to eat a spot for nationals. So you had to be top nineteen for sure. And if the conference playoffs all went according to the rankings, who was in there? It, only one spot would be eaten up. But if something goofy happened in one of these conference playoffs, it, a, a spot, another spot or two could be eaten up with an auto bid. And damned if that didn't happen, Andrew. In the Eastern States League, <laughs> number eight, Stony Brook, just walked right on through their... their yeah, we, yeah. We, we kind of predicted that one, right? They, they killed whoever it was that they played. I, I mean, that was kind of fun to watch, but they just absolutely killed them. It was... Um, yeah, so number eight, Stony Brook walked through. They they earned their auto bid, and but they also didn't need it. They were number eight. Number 10, Indiana Tech uh, took care of business in the uh, WAC, the WHAC, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. Not the Western Hoosier. <laughs> or, or the, or what do I call it? I, I call it something <laughs> else, the Worcester Hoosier. The Worcester Hoosier, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, Indiana Tech took care of that, so um, no problems there. But, Andrew, in that terrible Pittsburgh league. There we go. C-H-M-A. It's the one I was making fun of. College hockey made absolutely, <laughs> I don't know, what's a good word for A? Made well, abnormal. 
Yeah, we don't have the next star podcast. So, <laughs> John Carroll upsets number twelve Pittsburgh. Number yeah, thirteen. No, there were twelve at the time, but number thirteen yeah. Pittsburgh. John Carroll is number thirty-one in the nation, and they beat Pitt. Got him three to one. They got an empty netter. It was two to one, and I'll tell you what: it was a zero-zero game after two, and you could just see it happening. On Sunday, the it was a, it started at uh, like noon. I think was when it started, twelve thirty. It was twelve thirty noon. I don't know. And they broadcast it on Twitch TV. Andrew, have you ever seen anything on Twitch TV? You know what? I've tried to watch a couple things on Twitch TV, and I and I've never been able to do it. When I think of Twitch TV, I think of video games, and I think of like JoJo Siwa, and yeah. I think of like all those dumb Nickelodeon type things, you know, where it's watch me play a video game. Yeah, I, I'm not impressed with it. Anyways, uh, the CHMA broadcast their game on Twitch, and uh, good for them. It was, uh, but it was zero zero after two. Pitt scored a goal on a power play. And I turned around to go get something to drink. And when I turned back, John Carroll had tied the game. And then they got a late power play goal to take a two-to-one lead with about five minutes to go. And you could just tell that Pitt was gripping their sticks a little too tight. And it wasn't going to happen. Pulled their goaltender with about a minute and a half to go. And John Carroll got a goal with a minute. And the celebration was on at the Gilmore Academy in Cleveland. And so John Carroll wins the CHMA, and they win the uh, the playoff, and they win the CHMA's auto bid. And so that bumps now. That means two teams get bumped. And unfortunately for us, that means Utah got bumped. Yep. Out of yep. the yep, out of the field, two teams got bumped. Aquinas was number 18, and Utah, number 20, got bumped. So. Yeah, Niag- Niagara got theirs, stayed in the field, so. Yep. Niagara was yeah. number 19, so we now know the matchups. That 7-5 oh. loss is a big one now, isn't it? 7-5 loss had a huge had a huge effect. And and you got to wonder also, Andrew, if the tie against Oklahoma the week before had a huge effect. Yeah, the tie and the the tie and the loss against, right? No, tie. Yep. Yeah, they, tie. They, they yeah. tied. They had a tie against number 35 Oklahoma and they had a loss, a two-goal loss to number 40 Colorado State. Yeah. And uh, you got to wonder if those things um yeah, played against them. Kind of, kind of sunk their boat a little bit. Yeah. So uh, Utah was one of the two teams bumped from the tournament bracket. And Aquinas out of the Great Lakes League. They were the other team that were bumped. So here we go. Um, here we go. We have some good matchups here. We have some decent matchups. Yeah. On Thursday uh, to start things off, we have number thirteen Pitt. They're going to take on number twenty Navy Pitt. Even though they lost in the championship game of their playoff, they still earned a spot. They were number thirteen in the nation. And Navy is the winner of the terrible Philadelphia League, the ECHA. So yeah, that'll be that'll be a snooze fest. It could be. I mean, Pitt always plays really well. They play tough at nationals. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I would expect Pitt to just walk through that one myself. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, the next game on Thursday will be number fourteen Maryville from the B Conference. They're going to take on number nineteen John Carroll, the champions of the CHMA playoffs. They. That could get interesting right there. It could. It could. Um, Maryville is uh, kind of new to, to the national stage. You know, they they got in last year, but that's only because yeah. we had, you know, 20 or 25 teams playing. And they got in last year on a technicality. <laughs> 
Well, and then they got blasted. Huh. And then they got blasted. What was it fifteen to one? Something like that. It was yeah, yeah. it was ugly. So uh, so yeah. we'll see. This will this will be their first taste of real nationals. And um, yeah, so fourteen against nineteen, Maryville against John Carroll. Then the next day, woo, or the next game, Andrew, number fifteen, Ohio, against number eighteen, Niagara. That could be that could be a decent little game. If you remember, Andrew, earlier this year, Niagara went to Ohio and swept Ohio twice. Uh-huh. Well, they, they beat them both times. Everybody beats Ohio. Liberty, <laughs> Niagara. I mean, come on. Uh, I could count on you to to bag on Ohio. <laughs> I knew that. And then in the late game on Thursday night, we have number sixteen Arizona from the Western Collegiate Hockey League. They're going to take on number seventeen Michigan Dearborn, the I- runner-up in the WAC. I think this will be a game to watch right here. I think so too. That, that ought to be I, a fun game. Yeah, I think I've got, I've kind of dog-eared that one. I think that'll be one to watch for sure right there. On Friday, we'll have uh, Nevada Las Vegas. We'll kick things off in the morning. Uh, they'll play the winner of Pitt Navy. You would think that's going to be Pitt. Yeah, you'd think so. You think? Um, then we have Iowa State, number three, the number three seed. They're going to take on the winner of the Maryville John Carroll game. You think that's going to be Maryville? You think? Yeah, and that'll be a. That'll be all Iowa State. Then we've got uh, Minot State, number two, the number two seed. They're going to take on the winner of Ohio Niagara. Yeah, they'll they'll get Minot will blast somebody. <laughs> and then we have the number one seed, Lindenwood, playing on their home ice at the Centene Community Ice Center in St. Louis. They're going to take on the winner of Arizona and Dearborn. And here again, I think this will be a game to watch, whether it's Arizona or Dearborn I coming out so. of that yeah. Thursday game. I think this will be one to watch right here. And then on then Andrew on Saturday, man, Saturday's this is, heavyweights. This is, where it, this is where it gets good. Number five and is number five is Liberty, and they're going to take on number twelve Illinois. And I think they beat them in that tournament at the beginning of the year, didn't they? I think they. It, you're. I think you're right. At the beginning of the, uh, they played in that Chicago Classic, and I'm gonna I'm gonna delay. I'm gonna pause. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get to it really quick. While we, hey. while we sit and talk and I'll hammer and delay. and ugh. Well, I, I was going to say, I think Illinois, aren't they kind of notorious for uh, crap in the bed when they go to nationals? Oh, no, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Can we say that on this podcast? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, I think hey, so. To, to be truthful, I think both Liberty and Illinois are, have been guilty of that. Yes, um, yes, for sure. At nationals. Liberty usually shows up with uh, dyed blonde hair. At least they used oh, to. Yes, and yeah, then they would make a nice big uh, affair, and they would um, go out and get beaten first round. Yeah, here we go. Liberty, <laughs> yeah. Liberty, Liberty beat Illinois six to three earlier this year. Six three. Yeah, yeah. So all right. So has the makings to be a decent game. There we go. Maybe Illinois has wised up since uh, November. Um, so that's the first game on Saturday morning. Liberty, Illinois, five versus twelve. Then we have Central Oklahoma, the number six seed. They're going to take on number eleven, Indiana Tech. I think I've got this one dog-eared also. I think that's going to be a great little matchup. That's a heavyweight fight right there. Yes, that's a great matchup. Yep. Then we have uh, a rematch from three years ago in Frisco, Texas. Number seven, Adrian, the defending national champion, takes on number state, number, number state, number 10, <laughs> Missouri State. I've got, I hear again, another heavyweight battle. I'm telling you. Missouri State and Adrian of they've that that one down in Frisco that was a classic game. That was a great one, game, one to yeah. nothing, one to nothing. We, and Adrian what scored with what two three minutes to go in the game? I think it was late. Yeah, you and I were sitting up in the uh, suite there, weren't we? There we yeah, were no. in the commissioner's box. 
Yeah, and the commissioner's the box. Own, that was a the great o- the ACHA game. owner's suite. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it was real. It was real. Who's who of the ACHA in that place? Wasn't well, it? It, it? Was it was more like who are you? <laughs> yeah, who? What? I don't recognize you. That's right. Who are you? But uh, yeah, that was a good. So Adrian against Missouri State, part two or three. Holy yes, smokes! I'm, I'm I'm in on that action. And then the last game on Saturday night, it's. Um, Number eight, Stony Brook, against number nine, the number nine seed, Jamestown, the University of Jamestown, the Jimmies. I think uh, I think Saturday night we're in for four hockey games, so they're going to be heavyweight battles. Yeah, yeah. So that looks like a lot of fun. I think it's a great field. The nice thing that I like about it, there are no conference matchups out of... Across, across the board, yep. And if you look at it, Andrew, I mean, it sets up. If everything goes to chalk on Sunday, you're looking at a Lindenwood, Stony Brook... Yep. You're looking at a, at a, at a, no, I take it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're looking at Lindawood, Stony Brook. You're looking at Liberty, Nevada, Las Vegas again. They've again. only played four times already this year, or three times already this year. And they beat the crap out of each other the last time. Iowa State, Central Oklahoma, and then a rematch from the national championship game last year, Minot versus Adrian, two teams that do not like one another. Do not like each other. The uh, You know, you, you look at it here. The first two days, Thursday, Friday, eh, chance of some real dull games going on, right? Some kind of eh, yeah, no, maybe. Eh, eh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, man, boom! Right after that, Saturday, all the way through, it's going to be a hot mess for sure. I'm telling you what, it's uh, I'm, you know, it's it's a fun time of the year, um, mainly because there the light is definitely at the end of the tunnel. It's definitely within view. We can see it. It's there and. Um, but wow, those are some heavy duty matchups. And I, yes. I, I mean, Central Oklahoma and Iowa State have already played four times this year, and they both split four times. Yeah, and they and they've been great games all all along the season, right? Yep. Nevada, Las Vegas, and Liberty have played three times. And um, what Vegas went to Liberty and split with them what last yep. month in January, and then there yep. was a two to one game in, in the, Chicago, uh, Illinois. Yep. Yeah. Minot and Adrian, again, two teams that don't like one another. They played for the championship last year, and it was ugly after the game. Yeah. Yeah, when Adrian won the game, uh, you know, during the COVID year. And then we have Lindenwood against Stony Brook. Stony Brook, who always thinks that they're, you know, better than they really are. (laughs) Now here's their chance, and they're going to get to go play. Yeah. Watch them take out number one. Holy moly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, an exciting field, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it some more. As we get closer, Andrew, we won't put you on the hot seat just yet, but we'll... Uh, we might have a little... Uh, we have a tournament bracket coming up, don't we? Well, I think we're going to... I've talked to my friend, um, the Wizard, and um, uh, I think he's going to... Thinking about maybe doing his contest all over again, so we'll... Oh, uh, oh boy. Yeah, we'll, we'll... I think we might open that up to... Once we get it going, hopefully we'll be able to open that up to the listeners and uh, have a little contest going, have some cheesy prizes for some of the, maybe the top three winners. And yeah, we'll get a little bracket going. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. All right, Andrew, we don't have any games uh, coming up that we want to talk about. Um, so no predictions, no predictions. Um, but we do have some listener questions. Yes, we do. We have some great listener questions coming up here. Do you, do you, do you want to, you want to get into those? I sure do. All right, let's do this. All right, I already have some notes written down for you. Oh, no, no. (laughs) All right, well, hey, the uh, local WCHO travel agent has asked, 
Has the WCHL ever considered a centrally based showcase for more exposure versus a crossover weekend? And the answer to that question was, or the answer to that question is no, not before I got the question. Yeah, no, uh, that's, however, that's a great, it's a great idea. However, well, it could be, it could be. I, at first I was sitting there thinking, well, you know, it'd be really, we got 10 teams. It'd be tough to pull it off because if you're going to do this, you need, you'd want teams to have three games in three days and we only have yep. 10 teams and you'd really need 12 to make it work. But then I sat down and I put pen to paper, and what an idiot I am. We don't need 12 to make it work. We've got, we've got 10 teams. I can get 10 teams to play three games each against three different teams uh, you know, in a weekend. So you Totally, totally you could. So. Um, it, it's, it's a great idea. Well, now we just got to find, if we're going to do it, number one, I got to find, uh, got to get permission from the coaches. Yep. Um. And then uh, number two, we got to find a suitable place to do it, right? It yep. says the question was was have we considered a centrally based showcase? And as we've talked about many, 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 many times, the Western Collegiate Hockey League is geographically diverse. Geography yeah, is not yes, our friend. Are. So it is not at all. Yeah. So what's centrally based? Um, is it Colorado? Is it New Mexico? Is it um, you know? Do we try to go to Amarillo? Uh, do we do Flagstaff? I don't know. I, what's centrally based? Um, and then obviously we get into, you know, the, 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 the nitty gritty, the costs of putting on the event, how much would ice cost, how much will officials yeah. cost, but, um, it's something that can be done. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think we're going to, I'm going to, it was definitely, in, definitely worth looking into, right? Definitely worth looking into. And, um, who knows? I mean, I've, I, I literally mapped it out and we've got 15 games i've even got a name for it i've got a name oh boy yeah are, oh. you, are you ready yeah here let me hold on to my socks real quick so they're not blown off my feet <laughs> <laughs> the wchl the crossover clash there you go i like it yeah see yeah. i was trying to think of like the fall fracas or because you know if we did it we'd want it we couldn't we we would have to do it on a non-busy traditionally busy hockey weekend we can't do it on yes. an mlk weekend because that's yeah. tournament time for youth yeah the youth hockey teams yep we couldn't do it on i guess we could do it on thanksgiving right yeah but you could. but that would require everybody to be away from home and that would just stink so i don't want to do that um you know, so anyways you know we gotta we gotta find a, a, a date and i was thinking maybe a date you know maybe, in the fall uh, maybe uh maybe that first two weeks when the kids come back before school starts in January would be a good time to look at. Could be, could be, maybe, Hey, maybe we start it off. Maybe it's the, uh, yeah. it's, maybe it's the, the way to start it off before uh, school gets going or, or before the season gets going. Right. Yep. Um, but yeah. Uh, so anyways, it's, it's, it's a great idea and I hadn't thought of it. And, um, but now that I put pen to paper and I figured out that we can, uh, we could do it with 10 teams. Now let's, I'm, I'm interested to, I'm interested in two things. I'm interested in seeing if there's any buy-in from the coaches or from the from the teams, and then I'm interested to see what the costs are involved are going to be. Yep. Because if we can put it on with uh, relative with minimal costs, um, yeah, it would make sense. Go to one place and uh, you know get three games against three different teams. 
No, if I could just uh, fly to wherever this tournament's going to be at, if I could just fly in the commissioner's private jet with him, we'll yep. have it made. Let's let I can, I can probably get you into the A group on Southwest, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> otherwise known as uh, Perry Airlines. And the but yeah, so any anyway, hey, great question there from the yes, from that uh, is awesome. I'll tell you the the local WCHL travel agent. I I believe they're based out of Springfield, Missouri, and now uh, I'll have to find out about that. But I believe that's where that travel agent's based out of. Awesome. They probably think Springfield, the Jordan Valley Ice Center, is central, centrally located. <laughs> yeah, not so, so much. <laughs> they, You know, they do something similar for the women. They put on a women's showcase. It's sponsored by Arizona State. Yeah. And they get Arizona State and, like, Grand Canyon and, like, two or three other women's teams to come to Springfield, America, where they don't have a women's team. And they put on the event three games in three days. It's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, who knows? That is cool. Maybe, maybe I could talk to somebody at the Blazers Ice Center about donating all the ice for fifteen games. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me let me know how you let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> that would be a no from the lead ice technician. <laughs> all righty. Um, so thank you to the uh, local WCHL travel agent. Great question. That's um, an awesome question. Yeah. Now I got to work. Thanks. Thanks, agent. Appreciate yeah. that. Um, hey, uh, our friend from Utah, Anita Suchia, asks. What was your favorite event or memory from this season? Andrew, I'll let you go first. Well, I, I've got two things there for you. Yep. Uh, fir- first win as the GM of the program. Oh, geez. The, uh, and then the teddy bear toss just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. How many bears so, did he get? 175, 180, something like that. And where do the bears go? Uh, we are going to take them down here in a couple weeks when the weather warms up a little bit. <laughs> You're playing <laughs> yeah. with them right now, right? Yeah, yeah. The uh, we're going to take them down to the uh, Children's Hospital that's uh, sponsored by the University of Oklahoma and uh, deliver them to the little kids down there. So that'll very be, nice. Yeah, so that'll do a lot of good. So that's that's what I got for you. All right, all right. Why well, those are those are those are pretty good events. And who was the uh, what was the the first win as the GM. Yep. That happened in what, January, February? Yep. We beat uh, Arkansas. Oh, I'm sorry. That was September. <laughs> yeah, September. I was, I was just trying to bust on you a little bit. I didn't even pay attention to what you are saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's par for the course with me, Andrew. <laughs> Nobody pays attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, so Arkansas. Uh, All right, very good. Yeah, there you have it. All right, well, I got a couple. I scribbled them down. Um, my first one, I think, is the most obvious one of all. Uh, is the fact that we started playing games again. Last year yep. was a crap year because only, um, well, not, what do we only have? 20, 24, 25 teams out of 60? Well, 70, 72. Yeah, 72. And we only had, I think, like 40 out of all 500 teams in the ACHA where teams were able to play due to COVID. So the fact that we even got a season going was just thrilling to me. Um, so the start playing the games would be number one. Um, we had, it was a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, six Western Collegiate Hockey League teams, I believe, in the top 25 when Grand Canyon snuck in there at 23 yep. or 24 or 25. And I think that was the first time, well, I know that was the first time that we had six teams in the top 25. So that was a pretty dang proud moment for me. 
not that I have anything to do with it, but because uh, it's all the teams that do all the work. But I was, you know, I'm just fortunate to be the the goofy commissioner for them. But that was uh, one of, one of the great moments. And then um, I think the 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 last thing here would be the this last month of play, watching the chase play out for the title. Um, because we had three teams, we had four teams with uh, Arizona, UNLV, Missouri State, and Central Oklahoma all had a legitimate chance to win the title. And from a from a personal perspective, I like for that chase to be over with quickly so that I know where I'm going when I go to present the trophy. Yeah, you don't want to wait till the last minute? I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to have to wait for a Friday night to hop on the road to drive to Arizona to present something on a Saturday night, right? Um, so from a personal perspective, I would like for it to be done like in December, but I realized that's not, that, that isn't how it works. And so it was kind of fun to what we came down to really basically the UCO and Missouri state series was where we gained a lot of separation and, um, then, uh, UNLV and Arizona, uh, played and that provided some, uh, even more separation. And, uh, yeah, UCO literally just clinched the, uh, the cup in the second to last weekend of the season. So watching that race play out, I think was another one of my favorite, um, it's kind of fun to watch how it played out. Yep. I don't blame you there. So those are my favorite events. And Anita also asks, Andrew, what was your least favorite thing about this season? Uh, that's a see that's a that's a trap right there yeah yeah that's all that's a whole nother podcast and we do need to put the e on that one (laughs) yes there's no doubt about that i'm just i'm just gonna sum it all up in a quick statement of the grind the grind the grind okay all right i was uh kind of summing up with uh three words (laughs) um you had two words you went the grind um the least favorite thing for me uh about this season uh three words Discipline and social media. Yeah, I, I knew that's where you're going. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, sometimes it's no fun to have to talk to people about um, what gets posted on social media and what gets said and who it gets said about. Yep. And then um, obviously when you have to hand out some you know, extra discipline, that's no fun. Yeah, so. and, I, and I think it's the era we live in nowadays, right? The, uh, no, well, yes and no. The, the social media crap is, you know, just at your fingertips, right? Yeah. The social media it's, it, it, it is, but it, it, it's, it depends on who's, it's kind of like a, a, you know, this is going to be a poor, poor example. And I sure don't want to get into politics, but it depends on the user using it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a gun, right? It's kind of like yep. f- from, if, how about, how about this? We'll take it away from politics. It's like, kind of like food. Right. Some people have some, uh, some people have some discipline and are able to, uh, watch what they eat. And, uh, some people like myself, uh, <laughs> don't or can't. And, um, so it's a, uh, it's, it's a thing where social media, if used right, can be a great tool and social media in the hands of, uh, uh, some people that aren't necessarily, uh, mature enough, um, it can be, it can cause issues. And so that would be my least favorite thing about having to deal. You don't want to have to deal with knuckleheads and stupid nope. things. Nope. So, all right. And then the last question we got from Anita Suchia, uh, she says, or she asks, she wants to know Andrew. And I think she she asked this specifically of you. What was the most surprising thing that happened this season? 
The, uh, so I would say personally from the uh, from the <laughs> OU side of it is the uh, fan support that we got. Yeah. The uh, you know we we sold a lot of merchandise and we had a and we filled the stands more times than not this season. So that was that was kind of surprising to me and uh, just kind of just kind of shocking to me, right? That okay. the amount of people that we the amount of people that we had come out and the amount of people that bought our stuff and and showed support, even though we didn't play our best season and all that, they still showed up at the very last game was our biggest crowd of the season. So, I mean, they stuck with us right to the end. So that was surprising to me. And, they, uh, yeah. and then the second thing I've got for you Uh-oh. is what is the most surprising thing that happened this year? And I'm going to say that we are stuck with the same commissioner. again. <laughs> <laughs> change we need some change <laughs> oh god that guy that commissioner he's a bozo huh yeah he just won't go away <laughs> i'm telling you what he's he's the gift that just keeps on giving he's, he's yes. kind of like the herp he just hangs around oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. all right well here i've already said what the most surprising thing was that happened um and and that was that we played we got all of our games in yep and we didn't have any cancellations the b conference was not so uh uh, the B conference was not, was not so lucky. Now think about it. I mean, and that's quite the accomplishment. We have ten teams playing twenty games each. I don't. I'm not a mathematician, but now let's just say that's not. It's not two hundred games. I think it's got to be what a hundred games, right? We got each and every single one of them in. In yeah, the B conference, I have six teams playing twenty games. And Andrew, I think we ended up with, uh, I think we only ended up with one game, one, one team playing all 20 games out of the B conference. I can look that up really quick. Let me get to it. Um, no, we ended up with one team that played all 20 games, one out of those five, the other five were affected somehow, some way by COVID and had a weekend or, or more canceled. So I think that's, that's the most surprising thing for me that happened. Yeah, it's uh, just getting all the games in. Yeah, I mean, we had, we're the biggest conference in all of ACHA men's one at 10. I think the next biggest is like, I don't know, some terrible league out east that has like seven. And we got all of our games in. And yep. so that's great. Now, here, now I've got some other surprising things, but that they're not the most surprising. The thing that I, was <laughs> most surprising was that we got all of our games in, and I'm grateful for that. Um, the Another surprising thing for me, personally is the um uh, i'm gonna say it's the level of camaraderie amongst the coaches yep we have a great for the most part i think we have a great group of coaches um there are some that get a little sideways with one another um but in competition that's going to happen that's exactly what i was going to say that's the competitive in them that's not because they're jerks or anything by their general nature they're just competitors and everybody wants to win and unfortunately in this this is a game where someone wins and someone loses uh but we have a great 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 group of coaches and they i thought they did a very good job of welcoming in some of the new blood, if you will, the new coaches to the Western Collegiate League. And specifically, I'm thinking of the um, the head coach there at Colorado State, Camden Lambert. Yep. Um, I thought he was welcomed with, um, you know, this was his first season. 
And I thought he uh, acquainted, acquitted himself very well uh, with his team. And I thought that uh, the coaches had a uh, the, the old guard, if you will, of the WCHL, the Chad Bermans, the Jeremy Laws, the um, uh, the Benny Tallers now in Colorado. He's this yeah. is like his second year, and he's already the old guard. He's he's already some of the old guard. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, even the Michael Rivera's at UCL, I thought they did a, a very good job of you know welcoming in uh, some of the newer coaches. And then we had the you know the coaching change at Arizona State at the semester break, and Austin Klein taking over there. And I thought the uh, the coaches did a good job of. You know, welcoming Austin to the to the fraternity, and so um, so that was sur- that not a surprising thing, but something I was happy to see. Um, I I didn't. It makes my job a lot easier to have good folks to work with. Yeah, and I don't have to. I I mean, I'll just say it. I mean, I the WCHL. Even though I have ten teams, or even though there are ten teams in it, I don't have them. Even though there are ten teams, and I'm fortunate enough to to be the commissioner. They don't cause me near as many headaches as the six teams in the B conference. Yeah, that's. And I think that's a credit to. I'm not ragging on the B conference. I'm just you know saying it is what it is. They have different circumstances that, um, you know, they have different people they have to answer to, athletic departments and stuff. Um, there's a lot of hand wringing that goes on, and I don't have that with this one. And I think that's uh, to the credit of the of the conference. Yeah, and they're and they're all. For the most part, well-run organizations, right? So yep. well, that, that all kind of goes hand in hand together. And they get it. They get it. I think they yep. all. I think they get it. And then, obviously, the most, the one of the more surprising things is that anybody listens to this podcast because <laughs> this is just so suboptimal and such a craptastic podcast. I can't believe anybody puts up with it and listens to us. So uh, right. the fact that we, we a, yeah, the we fact, have a good time though. The fact that we got listener questions at all from anybody is surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Hey, but, Andrew, I did. Go ahead. I was just going to say real quick on that topic. The, uh, yeah. you know, I've talked to uh, Mr. Tyner there from UCO a couple of times and all that. And, and every time I talk to him, he always kind of acts surprised and stuff like that. Cause he says, you know, you two are so genuine together and you, <laughs> and you, and you talk and you, you finish each other's sentences and all that stuff. And I just told him, I said, Hey, I said, basically what we do is him and I talk hockey and we record it. And I said, that's, <laughs> I said, it's as genuine as it gets. That's, you know, what we say is what we think and how we feel, and it's genuine, and that's how we come across. So I think that goes a long ways. Yeah, that's without the cussing, too. We try to, we try to clean it <laughs> yeah, up. We, yeah, yeah, we, we, we clean it up for this one. We clean it up for this. If, if, you, if we unhit the record button, it's, there might be <laughs> yeah. an F, F-bomb or 20, and those are usually coming from me. Yeah, so. no doubt. <laughs> hey, speaking of speaking of Dr. Lee Tyner, Lee Tyner's, we got a question from uh, from Dr. Tyner, and I didn't give this to you ahead of time, Andrew, because I just got it uh, last night. Oh, ho, ho. if you could modify, create, or remove a rule from ACHA gameplay, what would it be? If you could modify, create, or remove a rule from ACHA gameplay, what Ooh. would it be? Hmm. Hmm. I think so. I think I would have to modify the fighting and DQ penalty that they automatically hand out. Really? The uh, I think that should go instead of it being a uh, you know, and this is just thinking out loud here. Yeah. Instead of it just being a referee caught up in the moment calling it a fight and a DQ and that kid having to sit, uh-huh. I think any time that a fight and a DQ 
is assessed, then it should automatically go to a review. And a third party should look at the video and look at the penalties called on the ice and then determine if that needs to stand as a DQ or just switch it over to a game misconduct. Okay. So that's just off the top of my head. How about that? Well, interesting. Um, I'll respectfully disagree because when I hear that, (laughs) I hear I'm going to ask how are people going to review? I mean, that's just going to create more work for people. And, um, there, there's, there are way too many of those instances within the ACHA that happen on a, any given night. And, um, I just think that's, uh, I mean, I kind of get the sentiment. I was, I was, I thought you were going to go to a different place and I'm grateful that you didn't. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I thought, well, (laughs) wait a second. This isn't, this isn't juniors, nor is it the pros. This is college hockey and we need something to, uh, kind of separate ourselves, but uh it's 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 interesting if we could have a quicker review maybe so but yes. um I, when i hear that i don't hear the i don't hear the rule change as much as i hear the administrative work that needs to get that would have to happen to affect that rule change and that's what right. worries me how do we yep. make that happen and it's already bad enough that um it's already bad enough that we could uh with, with the rules that we have in place um, if I could modify, create, or remove a rule from ACHA gameplay, huh? That's you know, Andrew. I I really I'm I'm vacillating because, uh, you know, I I there's there's a part of me that wants to um, say we ought to get rid of the 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 limitation on the number of games that you have to play in order to qualify for nationals. Yep. Um, there's a, but, but, but we need that or else teams are going to sit back and play six games and think they ought to qualify. Totally. Yeah. You got to have some kind of standard there. Um, if there was something I could modify a rule, create or remove to modify, or if I could modify, create or remove a rule from ACHA gameplay. See, I would love to be able to modify the rankings, <laughs> um, but that's not from ACHA gameplay. It's a great question. It makes you think, right? It does. It does. I, you know what? I, I think here, here's what here's what I think. If I could modify, create, or remove a rule from ACHA gameplay, I think I would do two things. Number one, I think I would, and the, the, the teams won't like this, but I think we need it at this level. Um, I would make I would require it to be a four man system on the ice, um, because there's so much chintzy stuff that goes on behind the play. Um, that I think an extra set of eyes catches all that, and it kind of keeps keeps a lot of that uh, to a minimum. And I say that the teams won't like that. It's it's the flip, Andrew, of what you and I were just talking about. You mentioned a, a modification, and I'm thinking from an administrator's point of view. Well, wait a second, who's going to do all that? Yep. I'm saying let's add an add the fourth official. And I know you're thinking, well, how are we going to pay for that fourth who's, official? Who's going to pay? Who's, who's paying for it? Uh-huh, right? Exactly, yep. because that's, all of a sudden, exactly you, it. All of a sudden, your costs go up by about fifty percent. Yep. Um, so, so that would be number one, and number two, I think. Oh, well, if I could modify, create, or and it's ACHA gameplay. The other <laughs> one I was the other one I was going to say, Andrew, was that I would like to. Um, uh, I think, and this is just me. I would like to go to. I think we ought to go to uh, four on four overtime. 
Yeah. Because I here I'm gonna I'm gonna say two things. Here here we go. I've got my two answers here. Uh, so first one is gonna be my four. I've got three answers. First one is gonna be four man system. Uh, my second answer is four v four overtime because I think at this level, these kids are too tired. Um, at at the end of sixty minutes of play, to ask them to go out and play three on three hockey. So yep, I think I, like the, I think I like four, four and four. I like four on four. Yep. I, so I think four and four it takes some of the wear and tear off the kids, and then I would make another change. And my other change would be at the end of that, it, whether it's four and four or three v three in a shootout, you cannot use your first three shooters. Cannot be somebody that played in the last shift of the overtime. Oh, because because consistently and it's this is just a, a peccadillo of mine um i've noticed that coaches tend to what what happens in overtime you shorten your bench and you play your best players right yep. and what happens in the shootout you go with your best shooters well those guys are the ones that you've just dragged their butt for five minutes playing three-on-three hockey yep now they're tired now they're tired and they come out and there's no imagination there's no inventiveness there's i mean they, they literally just come down and give a shot no and now your four-man system those guys have to pay attention to what's going on well <laughs> right yeah you gotta catch the last six guys on the ice and say hey you guys are you guys can't go that's right the guys that end the game on the ice can't go can't go until in, until they get a adequate rest until the first three shooters go on. That's the whole idea is to give the kids yep. enough rest because we. I think I've seen enough shootouts where a kid and I'm just going to pull a name out of a hat. I'm not picking on him, but a Clayton Lackey, let's say, has been out there on the ice for five minutes, three on three, and I, I know he hasn't been up for all five minutes, but he's been double shifting. You know, he's played three out of the five minutes, and then yep. he gets called on to take one of the first two two shots in the overtime. And you know the kid's a, a good scorer, an, an excellent scorer, and he comes down and you can just you, you can tell from the shot and the kind of shot that he takes that he's tired. So um, I, I think I think that's what I would do is I yeah. would number one for the rules I for gameplay I would require four man official system number two a four on four overtime instead of three on three and and I'll tell you Andrew I've asked that at the ACHA nationals at the national yeah. meeting. And everybody says, no, 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 we want the three-on-three. Three. So I'm I'm like, okay. I, I was like, are yeah, we doing a uh, disservice to our kids Yeah. Uh, by asking I, them to play? I, I like I like four-on-four. Four. Okay. I, I, I do too, and I think it will be better for the kids, um, but um, hey, whatever. Uh, you know, it would I think it would cut down the wear and tear. And then, obviously, the, the shootout, because, you know, some of the best shootout guys are some of the guys that don't – that don't get to play on a regular basis. I yep. mean, they're while the power play is going on, you know, the guys that aren't on the power player on the other net during practice, they're on the other net, you know, shooting and dangling and doing whatever it is that they're doing to yep, having fun. Yep. Having fun. And that's, you know, some of your best shooters are not your power play or penalty kill guys. So anyways, great questions. So yeah, awesome. from, those are solid questions right there. Yeah. I like that. I like that. All right, Andrew. Hey, let's get out of here. Um, yeah, let's do it. And then we'll uh, come back in the next uh, couple of weeks. I think what the plan is, we'll we'll get some other we'll get some other guests on here. Now that we have the feel for nationals, we'll get uh, some guys to come on and opine as to what they think is going to happen. Then Andrew and I will come back and we'll opine as to what we think is going to happen. 
And so uh, between now and Nationals, we'll try to have a couple of more editions of the WCHL podcast uh, with some special guest uh, opinionators. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And then, uh, and then, yeah, um, Andrew, I don't think you'll be in St. Louis, um, but I'll no, be I there. No, I don't plan on being in St. Louis. You know, fun of the part, part of the fun of this is for me. Actually, what, what date is that? March 10th through the 15th Ooh, at the Centene Community Ice Center. I will actually be in Arkansas. Oh, it's close enough. How about that? Yeah, close enough. It's just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Uh-huh. The, uh, the nice thing, Andrew, about uh, this time of the year is I get to have fun on the ACHA Men's Division One Twitter account. <laughs> and so the snark comes out. and People all are going to be rattled again. <laughs> all the gifs come out. And I've already had some whiners complain. Um, there was someone that complained about uh, Delaware, how they got jobbed out of going to nationals and I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, you tied Rhode Island and you lost by two goals to Stony Brook. You had a tie yeah. and a loss and you expect to move up five spots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got jobbed all right. Yeah. Um, so have, just having a lot of fun uh, with, with the Twitter. So if you see uh, stupid things on the ACHA Twitter account, blame me, um, at least the men's division one. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm usually the one who's behind all the stupid gifs or gifs or whatever it is. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be up there or I'll be up there and, uh, hopefully we'll have some, uh, maybe we'll even try to get some people on this cheesy podcast from up there. Yeah. Try to do some interviews and stuff like that. Something like that. Something like, we'll try to yeah. we'll try to be semi-legitimate. I mean, we're not yeah, hockey guys and this isn't a hockey, hockey podcast, guys. but yeah, yeah, so. we're not hockey guys. So you got to take what you get. <laughs> All righty, uh, the WCHL pod is on Twitter at WCHL pod. The Western Collegiate Hockey League is on Twitter at Western CHL. Andrew is on Twitter at Stickford AM, S-T-I-C-K-F-O-R-D-A-M. <laughs> I, I blew that one, didn't I? <laughs> Can't even spell. That's what happens when we do a podcast in the afternoon, Andrew. And then uh, yours truly, I'm on, pod, I'm on podcast. I'm on Twitter at CJP in OKLA. You follow Andrew and you'll get a whole bunch of funny jokes and Beavis and Butthead type <laughs> stuff. Follow me and you might get some immigration and politics stuff that you probably don't really want. But uh, hey, we're there. And if you have any other listener questions, feel free to shoot them to us. That's at WCHL Pod on Twitter or Western CHL on Twitter. We'll answer them. We appreciate yep. them. Yeah, we love them. Keep them coming. Yep. And then uh, in the meantime, boy, we're here. Congratulations to um, the six teams from the Western Collegiate Team League whose whose seasons are over. That's uh, Colorado, Colorado State, Oklahoma, and then Grand Canyon, Utah, and Arizona State. Um, I know it was uh, bitterly disappointing for ASU and for Utah because they thought they had a chance, and, and I thought they did too until this last weekend. Um, but um, uh, congratulations on a on a great season to those six teams, and best of luck to the other four teams that are continuing on in the nationals. And uh, let's hope let's hope the Conference of Champion, the Western Collegiate Hockey League, the Conference of Champions, gets to bring home another trophy, another Murdoch Cup. That'd be nice. It would be nice. Yeah, I'd I'd like to add another trophy to our uh, to our trophy case on Twitter there. So that, that would be awesome. All righty, Andrew. Let me make sure I've got the right button so I don't play Clint Eastwood again. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready for me to hit that magic button? I am ready. Let's I, get out of here. Let's do it. All right, Andrew. It's all yours. Hey, everybody. Have a great week. Stay warm out there. Stay safe. 
and we will catch you on the flip side.